Hi, this is Raphael Pope-Sussman of the Center for Court Innovation. This podcast is part of a series we are doing with people seeking to curb violence and improve access to public health for at-risk minority youth as part of the Minority Youth Violence Prevention Initiative. The initiative is a partnership of the Office of Minority Health at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services at the U.S. Department of Justice that encourages collaboration among public health organizations, law enforcement agencies, and community-based groups. Our podcast series highlights innovative approaches at the nine demonstration sites that have received funding under the program. In this week's podcast, we're exploring the Children and Trauma Intervention Program, or CITI, in Cincinnati, Ohio. CITI is spearheaded by the Cincinnati Police Department's Youth Services Unit, in partnership with the Cincinnati Health Department, Cincinnati Public Schools, and Hamilton County Juvenile Court. The program seeks to reduce violence and youth involvement in the juvenile justice system through a mentorship system that pairs police officers with youth. This podcast focuses on CITI's approach to trauma, and the philosophy behind City's unique parent engagement strategy, which includes requiring parents of youth to participate along with their children in the program. I'm joined by Nancy Wagner, who oversees grants and grant information for the Cincinnati Police Department, and Lieutenant Jay Johnstone of the department's Youth Services Unit. Nancy, Lieutenant Johnstone, thank you for being here today, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So can you describe to me how City functions? Well, we run three separate sessions a year and we invite 40 kids to age, between the age of 11 and 14 to attend each of the sessions. And what we're looking for are kids who are kind of, you know, on a, on a borderline of, you know, having discipline problems or attendance problems or uh, struggling with their grade at school. So those are the, the, the youth that we reach, we reach out to, and that's who we're looking for. It starts off with an interview process where we interview the youth. We also interview the parents of the youth because the parents, uh, it's a large component of our program, is the parent-to-parent program. So the parents and the youth are equally involved for the program, which runs 10 weeks. The parents meet weekly for 90 minutes, and their presence is actually required as part of the program for the, for the kids in order to graduate. The parents also inevitably graduate. So the parents are required to attend, and the parents then meet with a a certified therapist at the meeting. So what we do is they start off talking as a group together and they address issues that everybody is uh, experiencing with the, with their youth, and then they break off into smaller groups and talk in a little more intimate setting. And then towards the end of the session, they come back together and discuss the various ideas that they've learned and different characteristics that they actually share with the other other parents. This approach is, I think, unique among the minority youth violence prevention programs. Why do you feel it's so important to have parents involved? We think that parents help to reinforce the lessons that we're trying to teach, you know, the lessons of leadership and the lessons of conflict resolution, also just idea of respect. So these are the lessons that we're teaching the kids, and we've found a strong correlation that the better attendance and stronger buy-in that we have from the parents, the better buy-in and the better attendance that we have from the youth that participate in the program. So that way, when the youth go home, uh, the parents are able to reinforce the lessons that are being taught. Where does law enforcement fit into the program specifically? 
Well, what we're trying to do is bridge that gap between the youth and law enforcement and improve those relationships. And we feel that by having the direct contact that we have with the youth in our program, we're, help, we're able to help lower those barriers and break some of the stereotypes that some of the youth might have towards the police officers. So the police officers, you know, they help run the parent-to-parent. They run the daily operation of the camp itself. And the officers, they organize the lesson plans. They teach physical training and also the military drills. So it's designed by officers and run by officers. Can you tell me a little bit more about the curriculum that the youth follow? I know that it's pretty structured. I think they wear uniforms. Yes, the, the youth wear uniforms, and we try to you know, have a pretty structured setting probably particularly come on a little bit stronger at the beginning and then kind of lighten up. And that's when you find that those bonds really start forming with the officers and the youth. And then we do teach an enrichment portion throughout the entire 10 weeks. And we use the uh, GREAT curriculum, which is the Gang Resistance Education and Training Curriculum. And then we also introduce that same curriculum to the parent-to-parent. We, we also have like the um, physical PT training. We have military drills. We have an officer that teaches martial arts. Martial arts, and then the uh, our sex education program. We have someone from the health department come over to teach a class on that. And what is the response from the youth? Tremendous, and that's probably the most rewarding portion of the program is watching the transition from the beginning all the way to the end. And we we end it with the graduation ceremony. And just watching the pride that the kids experience and then watching the pride of the parents for completing the program. Even during the graduation ceremony, we had the youth actually give the parent awards out themselves. And it's just a really gratifying moment. So the youth are very thankful of it. But, you know, they they show that through also the follow-up. So, you know, as Nancy talked about before, you know, there's follow-up and there's mentorship. You know, we make sure that there's consistent follow-ups and we're always monitoring their progress you know, even after the camp. So we don't want it just to be a temporary 10-week fix. We're looking more towards you know, permanent where we're going to follow them all the way up to the point of uh, college and beyond. And also a lot of the officers are school resource officers. So they'll see these kids at the school so they can keep in contact with them, see what how, how things are going. And a lot of the kids form that bond and if things are happening between, you know, with them at home or whatever, they'll go to that officer for advice. And then we'll also have parents calling afterwards just saying, you know, what a change in the kids or if they're having a problem with the kids, they'll call afterwards. And then an officer will go, you know, out to talk to the kids to see what, you know, how he can, he or she can help. You mentioned earlier that you have a trauma specialist to work with the youth. What does trauma-informed care mean to you at City? I think what we're looking at, we're looking at trying to look at it from the vantage point of the youth themselves and the various traumas they might be experiencing through a variety of stressors in their lives. So that's where the trauma specialist comes in because she's able to speak with not only just the children but the parents. And, and most of us understand there's going to be two vantage points when you're talking with two different parts of a relationship. So the trauma specialist is able to help bridge that relationship and bring the parents and the the youth closer together. One of the highlights of the program is when we have a one-on-one session, and that's when 
midway through the program, we have the child and parents sit down together. It's actually quite moving because at this point, a lot a lot of feelings and concerns start to come to the surface, and uh, we're able to work with the, uh, the these particular families and help work through some of these these issues that have been causing problems in the past. And also, at the beginning, each student is given an adverse childhood experience, or ACE, questionnaire, and that accepts the risk of increased health issues associated with maltreatment or other adverse childhood experiences. So then the trauma expert will, you know, go over all this and then work with the student or the parent to see if she can help resolve some of their issues. Stepping back a bit, can you describe what support from the Minority Youth Violence Prevention Initiative has enabled you to do? Well, actually, it's been able to keep the program going because there's a lot of money involved. A lot of it goes for overtime for the officers because the city is down in their complement in officers, so they wouldn't be able to put the program on during the work period. And due to contractual issues, we can't have officers volunteering their time. And then the food to feed the kids involved, the trauma specialist. We also have University of Cincinnati is our evaluator, so we need to pay them. We also have incentives, which is big for the kids that's provided by the grant. So, you know, it, it gives them a goal to reach not only to be a better person, but, you know, a lot of people know that if you kind of put that carrot out there, they're going to try a whole lot harder. And what, what are those incentives? Well, we have uh, weekly incentives where we recognize, like, the top students, uh, the top leaders, ones who do well on the weekly spelling test, ones who do well on the physical fitness test. We kind of toggle back and forth between, like, you know, a $5 subway card or a $5 uh, BWS three wings card. We also offer, you know, for attendance for the parents, we offer through increments anywhere between 10 and up to $25, depending on how long they maintain their presence throughout the program as well. And then ultimately, if a kid shows perfect attendance and shows good progress, they eventually can earn a tablet. The kids must get very excited for that. Absolutely. That's <laughs> That's something that they, you know, you'll see where they strive and work very hard because they realize it is very attainable. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you. All right, thank you, Raphael. This has been Raphael Pope-Sussman with the Center for Court Innovation, speaking with Nancy Wagner and Lieutenant Jay Johnstone. For more information on the Center for Court Innovation, visit www.courtinnovation.org.